Today is December 14th. King BBD, myself, Joe's McFly. Judge got married. Glaber's 25. We got some voicemails. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd Joe. Do recaps galore? Weekly awards. Stat lines, demon hot takes. Addy Sam. Your Yankees news from these two fine dudes. Blake. It's time for Talking Yanks. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to Talking Yanks as we come live from the DraftKings studio. Myself, Jake R. Storielli, Joe's W. Josie McFly. Joe, no. (laughs) (laughs) Josie McFly, Joe's McFly. Yes. King BBD in the corner. The chat is popping off. People are. Are excited to talk Yankees, um, even though we're still in lockout mode. Because a lot of you are probably Giants and Jets fans too, so you probably don't want to talk about that. Might so, as well be locked out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Giants and Jets fans hoping for a lockout <laughs> for the rest of the football season. Uh, Jimmy John Boy, you guys may know him as, uh, on his first vacation, first like full blown vacation since. The start of talking Yanks. Yeah, I think I think first like not just a weekend away. Yeah. Like a week a week getaway. Like flu going for like five days. For the or something. Jambino for Jambino Junior, Katie, the moms, Puerto Rico. I think he's scouting. Scouting. I think he's scouting down there. You did some scouting in the DR, right? I did. I went to Dominican Republic and looked at their Legends game. Had some yeah. interesting like they have a catcher's contest where a catcher catches and then he throws the second base. Who has the most accuracy gets it into a barrel? That's nothing professional. Was Not it a good time? Man. It was fun. It's okay. like a whole party. It's like a whole party. Music, mm. fireworks, mm. everything. That's Dope. Like love it. Rest of this episode. Um, how you doing, BBD? Doing Thinking. great. City BBD. City BBD. Yeah, second day of the new commute. Pretty smooth. Different guy, man. I know. Cool. I've been I've been getting at yesterday. I think I established a new system where I get out at what I believe is your stop and walk from there because I, I need the steps anyway. Okay, BB steps. Uh, it's gonna get cold soon. Yeah, it I was. It was steps. also yesterday. I I left like while it was still light out, so that yeah. was nice. It's getting dark in the city. We already talked about football though. Um, <laughs> We're excited to catch up with you guys. I know we did our uh, our controversial uh, all-time Yankees draft uh, that a lot of you guys were commenting on. We had fun with that. I know a lot of you guys <laughs> take that very seriously. You said, oh, my God, no glove, no love. Is that in the merch store? It is. It is. Go get yours. Might get it. Still think you could get it before the holidays? Yes. Sometimes our Won't shipping's promise, a little tricky. But... Yeah, but... I think we've gotten that pretty everyone down. Likes, everyone likes the post-Christmas gift, too. Yes. Um, we got all sorts of merch. We got all sorts of stuff. Uh, we'll do some quick housekeeping of actual Yankee news. Uh, Joe's NYFC won. Yeah. I'm a day the one. MLS. Yeah. And uh, your guy, Hal Stoked. Yes. 
and Sean Johnson, the goalkeeper, MVP. I saw you get a jersey. I got a jersey. That's I'm a day, I'm a day one from the day that they. Well, the first day was the championship, but I'm a day one from that day. <laughs> so let's go. So that was yeah. the that <laughs> was the day. That, that was day one. From day one. From day you've one. Been there. Are they doing a championship parade? I saw they were doing. Yes. I saw they were set up. So we talked about them. Canyon of Heroes, right? Yeah, dude. Before we had a conversation. Yeah, it does. If I can make a confession, I would have guessed the season just started. Yeah, I don't really. I'm I'm happy for them. Um, <laughs> it's cold. I don't know. Good for them. It is cold. Congratulations, uh, Hal sent a heartwarming message out out to the team. So it's that, nice for him to celebrate a championship. It was beautiful. Not allowed to put statements out about much else right now. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good practice run. Um, in actual Yankees land, uh, Aaron Judge got married. Uh, you know, it was kind of funny. There's a couple couple Insta posts from some of the guys. They were in Hawaii. And it was like, oh, the fellows are with Sessa in Hawaii. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, oh, they're still buddies, which actually got me a little pissed off. Because I was like, you know what, man? Everyone loved Sessa. And then we traded him to get rid of Justin Wilson to create cap room that we didn't use. We didn't. That's and the prospect we gave up, so we didn't have to use yes, it. I agree. For Rizzo is now their number two prospect. That's hot in the streets. Mm. So, all right. So there was some actual baseball stuff in there. But Aaron Judge is married. Happy for him. Uh, our guy Trevor Plouffe actually <laughs> he tracks this with baseball players because he do, he does think there's an effect on your career. You're more focused on baseball and mm. some of the non-extracurriculars right. off the field. He's been with her since high school, though, right? Or college? Or For a long time, right? It's the same. Time. At least as long as we've been aware of her. Yeah. Uh, so good for Judgy. Good for the guys in Hawaii. Saw Gary with a sexy Instagram story this morning. Very. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Hot. Hot. Uh, what was the other actual... Yankees news. Oh, we Glaber turned twenty five. Glaber Watch. turned twenty five. I had sound. If you guys want to hear it, sound of like the um, the women of uh, congratulating Aaron Judge here. Hold on. Okay. I got you. So. Congratulations. Oh. So, so they're not too happy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the women. Or men. It could be anybody. There's actually Dan Rourke. Dan Rourke. Yeah. Sad. This is Dan Rourke right now congratulating Aaron Judge. Not too happy about it. So sad about the. I don't Aaron know who Judge heard news. it. And then yeah, man. I, again, not real news, but Glaber Torres being twenty five. It was a little like, hmm. Like we've we've come a long way. Years. That's yeah. Uh, like that's a big number. Like it's we already it's knew. Important. We already knew this year for Glaber was go time. Like all right, you're back to second. Let's put it all together again. I feel like it was just yesterday oh, they were like, hey, our shortstop's 22. And I I know it was a joke in Yankee land for a while, but 22 to 25, that's that's a big jump. That's a big jump. Um, So, again, off-season, lockout, news. Uh, happy birthday, Glaber. Happy birthday. Um, have a, have a, have an amazing year. Yes. Might as well, right? Become a doubles hitter. Forget about the mm. don't forget about the home runs. The home runs will happen. If they happen, I'll be happy. 
Don't need to swing for them. Yes. It'll happen. Small ballpark. Yes. You know what I like? I like when uh, Gaps. announcers talk about they, you know, good hitters who keep the barrel in the zone for a while. Mm-hmm. I think Glaber needs that. Yeah. Just keep the barrel in the zone. Hitting's easy. Act like you're an eighth hitter. Mm. Where or will get Glaber... a roster to put Glaber in the eighth spot. Where will Glaber Torres hit? Next year, we may talk about that. We may talk about a lot of stuff. We have a bunch of calls from you guys. We got 53 <laughs> voicemails from you guys. King BBD chopped them down to a top 13. Yeah, or not as much top, but like, I know if two people called about the same thing, I went with the guy who called first. Mm. You know, give people a little credit. Yeah. Um, so what if the other one had a better voice? You're like, you know what? That voice sounds. Mm. I deferred to the people who who call first. It's mm. generally been oh, my system. Honor system. Has, it's been a while though. I can change it the has, system. It has been a while. Excited to do it with Joe's and BBD. And another thing uh, I love with Joe's and BBD is Roman. Wow. Um, if you uh, if you're listening to this. And Joe's, this is something I tell the people. Age 40 through 70, 52% of people experience some uh, some ED type stuff. Yeah. And if you call Roman, they'll get you in touch with a medical professional. Take care of it. You know, if, uh, if they see you're a fit, they'll send it discreetly to you so you don't have to worry about that. If you are, if you are a little worried about some of the stigmas. And with code Yanks, slash Yanks, GetRoman.com, slash Yanks, $15 off your first month. Because, in the words of Joe's McFly, if you want a boner, get a boner. I heard him say that. I Yeah. I I don't remember. I must have been but intoxicated, but it's, uh, make, make sure it's a boner that it's consensual. Yes. Yeah, that's that's important. Yes. Uh, so go to getroman.com. Sure, it's an accepted boner. Getroman.com <laughs> slash yanks now to get $15 off your first month. We love Roman. We love Roman. BBD, who's the first Roman voicemail? Before we get, we were talking about is there baseball stuff. Technically, like the minor league phase of the Rule 5 draft happens. So oh, if yeah. you want to pretend you know stuff, Yankees got two guys and lost one. And one of the guys that got his name Manny Ramirez, and that's fun. Right, that is fun. Not gonna. We don't need to pretend we know anything. And they besides lost, they that. lost another minor league reliever to the Red Sox, so mm-hmm. people were doing all the Whitlock stuff. So. Yeah, I always think it's big when the Yankees take people in the Rule Five, just yeah. because the the like real Rule Five draft hat. That's right. That's still gonna happen. They announced that will be whenever the, the lockout ends. Work. But minor league, since they're not on the forty man, you're allowed to do the moves and all that. We love a deep dive, but minor minor league the minor rule league five phase draft. of it. That's tough. That's deep. That's tough. That's deep. That's Rome. That's Roman deep. Let's uh let's get the voicemails going. Hey guys, just wondering once the lockout ends, what do you think the Yanks' first big move is gonna be? Is it going after a first baseman via trade, maybe Olsen finally locking that up, or maybe throwing more money at Freeman? Uh or they finally open up the wallet for a shortstop. Thanks a lot. Bye. Starting out hot with the voicemails. Yeah, no, like I, I do like it though because it's it's more of an order of operations. Yes. We could we can talk first base, shortstop, center field, pitching, 
all day, every day, uh, and we will. <laughs> we will for the next little bit. Yep. I do like this. What What do we think the order of operations is? Um, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse engineer this, Joe. You know, I'm an engineer. Okay. At heart. That was the degree I seen out there. I think short. <laughs> I think shortstop. I have happening like late. Well, okay. Order. If we're talking order of operations, right. When do you see this CBA being figured So out? let's say, for this example, we have no idea. My dream world is Super Bowl Sunday. I think it's February 13th or mm-hmm. 14th. Wow. So then, f- the moment football ends, baseball steals the headlines, we go to spring training, they're doing the chicken dance before that. I need it before. Okay. I need, like, February 1st, so... Because I, I anticipate like a flurry of like right. action, and everybody's mm-hmm. supposed to report to spring training. In theory, 14th. it's like that week, basically, right? right? Fourteen. So like that's where that's dance. why I think like stuff might start getting real then. So that's like all right, that, we can start spring training two weeks late and be fine. And I don't yeah. want to I don't want to toot my own horn too hard, but I will, Roman. Um, on talking baseball, we talked about what we thought about the lockout, and. Everything's just been so honky dory. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll get done, and it's like, are you guys done with talk? And then I forget one of the short kings came out and was like, you know, this probably is going to get resolved, but not until like there's an actual threat to lose games. Right. We're still six different news cycles. Them saying horrible things about each other. Right now, it's yeah, all, public statements are all fine, but so. So for me, I have shortstop happening late just because I think there's going to be a bidding war and those guys are going to wait till the top, top offer. Um, honestly, the safe bet, we saw the Rodon, 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 Romers, Romers? More, on the, more on that soon. Um, and so I guess that was the only thing. I, the Yankees are going to get a pitcher. We don't know what level caliber pitcher, whether that's a Rodon, whether that's Kershaw, or whether that's another Matt Blake flyer veteran guy that throws some innings. And the pitching market has already like gone. So I would guess mm-hmm. I would guess they make a move on a pitcher first. That's my deductive reasoning. I think that they end up going because I think the trade thing. I think everybody's going to try to figure out the free agents that are left really quick. It's going to be like a little bit of a frenzy. The trade thing, they could take their time on. Um, and if you're a team with a guy to trade, we've right. talked about it, like why not wait till the guys yeah. that you could, that other teams could just sign for money make make the teams you're trading with desperate. Right. And I'm, an thinking, that. I'm thinking like what about that center fielder from Japan, you know? Suzuki. That could be like – I could so see that as a cashman move, like, hey, cost effective, you know, less less risk, you know, time with Hicks. Let's let's bring him in. Maybe that could get done quickly. Okay. I don't know what the – is there, like, a bidding for that? I know whenever – because obviously like the posting the system, they again, get, yeah. like, a month, but they only had nine days before the lockout, so that put a pause on it. So I th- whenever the lockout ends, there's three weeks left until he has to make a decision. Okay. So that's, like – Guaranteed like to happen. A little bit, little bit on a timeline. Maybe that. Yeah, so, I would. If if I had to, if I got to place two bets, people might not like these bets. Well, it'd be pitcher, which I think people are fine with. And then the, my second one would be like if Rizzo was gonna come back, because I think like BBD said mm-hmm. between free agency and trade, 
Rizzo yeah. has to sign somewhere before Matt Olson gets traded. Now, with that said, I know I am the one that literally said it. I do kind of think it, the trade might happen first because, like, the teams can talk like, to each GMs other during still this. talking. I think the GMs can talk to each other about it. But I don't know what they can do like, as far as talking to agents. Like baseball, so I just don't underhanded know. stuff. I I don't know if you could. Mention names. Can Brian Cashman hey, talk can your to Billy first Bean? Baseman, <laughs> is your first baseman available? Yes, it is. Would you like him for a minor league shortstop that I have that is age 20? Well, I don't they know. They can mention the minor leaguers. If they're not Those on the 40. If they're not on the right. 40. So what if? I think. Then Peraza's on the 40. What would you Peraza want for first baseman 44? In the green and yellow. They'll probably say something like, these are the numbers for this player last year. Right. There's a deal that I haven't. If mind. I want, I'm a player that did numbers. this at some level last year. <laughs> I, did, but I, th- I think the GMs are allowed to straight up talk to each other, and I just don't know. I'm pretty sure they're like not allowed not, to talk to right? agents. So I, who's gonna know? So maybe not the Yankees specifically, but and I'm sure them? they will know what's up, and it'll be very clear that the, that agents and teams talk to each other. I got really. So I go through the, by rules. I go through these highs and lows of getting excited when baseball does come back. How nuts it's going to be with everything we're talking yes. about. Yes, and then I have the lows of like, how is there no baseball news right now? Like that's so stupid. Um, I got pretty excited today, and I know this isn't Yankees news, but it could be. But if the Mets do hire Buck, I'm a little excited. That'd be kind of dope. Like I think I think like it's fun. You know, we always say like Mets fans and Yankee fans don't really have a a reason to butt heads. Like I don't know, like. Buck, Yankees, did some Yes Network stuff. Like, it's obviously not like a heated rivalry, but it's like, all right. Remember when Willie signed over there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Joe Torre, him doing subway commercials? <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Give me some Bigelow tea right now. All right. <laughs> let's, get a, let's get the next one. We nailed that. What's up, Jimmy and Jake? It's John from New York. So last year around the trade deadline, a lot of the talk around prospect capital and whether you should be trading for players came down to the fact that I think Jimmy was leading this most, that a lot of these prospects are unproven. You never know what you have, and you should always trade for the guy that's MLB ready right now. Mm-hmm. Now, with the guys that we have now in the farm system, being Oswald Peraz and Anthony Volpe particularly, where do you think the line of demarcation is where what players we should actually trade for them, how much value they have, and whether we as an organization should plan on holding on to them? Uh, let me know your thoughts and uh, go Yanks, guys. All right, thank you. Mm. Shout out to Joe's and BBD as well. Yes. Um, this is always tricky because they're prospects. We have no idea. Um, my going away line has been, um, you know, what if it's if we're getting someone, Matt Olson, like, let me. Right. I know we've talked about Matt Olson a lot. Like Matt Olson finished eighth in the MVP last year. He's in his prime. He's 27, like, lefty swing, short porch. like Multiple it's, years. It's all there. Like, whatever prospect you give up, you, you good. Love for them to get to good. that production one year. And, like, if they do end up going, being good somewhere, like, you kind of have to get at grips with that because they're a prospect. Right. You know, that's obviously part of Brian Cashman's job is to limit that. You should feel proud, if anything. I think more teams are willing to trade with you if other prospects pan out elsewhere. Right. Yeah. Like, like you don't want you don't want that to blow up in their face. Like it's it's you don't want it to be a flop. The definition of trading. Like you'd rather mm-hmm. you know, I you know, nobody cares about fantasy football, but like, you know, 
okay, you need an upgrade at quarterback. I need an upgrade at wide receiver. Let's make that work. Mm-hmm. Like, don't not I'm gonna trade you my bench defense for your star running back. Like that's like no trade. Why are we even doing this conversation? So. Uh, what what was the final question? Like, where do we draw the line in the sand on I, prospects? I think like the overall like like how do you know which prospects you like want to trade or like what's your criteria for when you're deciding if a guy's worth trading or worth holding on to, worth being a guy that you want to don't want to give up easily. This is sort of like how do you assess that situation? Well, I think is what he's kind I, of getting. I at. think you look at. Because you look at your prospects, right? And then you got to look at your window. I think that's important, too. And, you know, if you look back at 2017, hey, we're not trading these guys, right? Because they're going to be part of our group and they're going to grow or or whatnot. But, you know, fast forward, now Judge is getting older. Glaber is getting older. We just talked about him being 25. Before you know it, he's going to have to get paid soon. Gary, you know, all of these guys getting older, you know, same thing with Giancarlo. You got his contract. You sign Garrett Cole to this contract as well yeah. so that you can win now, not at the end of his contract, you know? So, listen, the same thing with Jason Dominguez. You want to dream on these guys. You you really do because they're your guys, but I think the goal is to win in any which way you could do it, you know, getting there quicker, whether it's through prospects or through, you know, free agents. I, I think it's I – don't, I don't really care. I, yeah, it, I guess that's what it comes down to. If if you want to have this mindset, you can is like, all right, like the window now. And the thing, you know, you can read everything on prospects. It says Oswaldo Peraza will be ready to play Major League Baseball next year. Does that mean he'll be good or not? I have no idea. But right. it, supposedly he can play defense, so how much does he hit? Blah, blah, blah. You could do that all day. I guess maybe one of the takes you could have is like, you mentioned Volpe and Dominguez. Those guys are still young, young. Right. So maybe you say, like, hey, we're attacking this three-year window with anyone who's going to be a major leaguer in the next three years, whether it's Peraza, Medina, um, Clark Schmidt. Like, we forgot about him a little mm-hmm. bit. They um, have a chance to help Davey. in this time. So, like, so I'm not trying to give that so up. So if maybe that's the mental hurdle you need, like, hey, let's any of those guys that we're going to find out in the next three years – or two years, move them, and then we'll find out on Volpe and Dominguez when you're right, Joe's. We'll see, mm-hmm. you know, baseball moves quick. Like, well, is Gio Urshela a Yankee in a couple years? Uh, Aaron Judge. I, I mean, you know, so I, I guess that's a mindset you can have, but at end of the day, if you're getting an established major league or some of the guys Stop we've it. talked about, Cattell Marte, Brian Reynolds, you don't draw a line. Yeah. That's the secret. Yeah, Are Brian saying, Reynolds too. Brian Reynolds is a guy. Are you saying secret or egret? I've never heard the word egret. <laughs> it's a bird. Type of bird. That's a bird. It's a type of bird. Yeah. How Seen around bird, water. I need to see how this bird looks. I like Google. saying I like saying egret instead of secret. <laughs> um, thanks for calling. Let's do next one's a fun one. Okay. That somebody might want to present to They're us. All fun. Oh. Fun voicemail coming to you from, oh, Joe's. Manscaped, got to take care of it. It's the holiday season, and Joe's and Jake and BBD are shaving themselves right under the tree. Don't look too low, you're gonna see our P and we're coming down the chimney down. 
shaving around our biscuits. I always try to see where you're going with something, and then I just when I think that you're going down one alley, you just pivot. <laughs> I got lost there, I'll be honest. <laughs> Guys, Manscaped 20% off and free shipping. Hello with code YANKS. They're still they're still saying you could get it there for the holidays. If hey, if you're a if you're a guy or you know a guy in your life that maybe has to tighten it up down there, which is every one of us. Like let's be honest. No one's pitching a perfect game down there. Maybe David Cohn, I'll ask him. Uh and Manscaped, wow. they've got a bunch of stocking stuffers in there now. They got the 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner. Bang. Cologne. You a cologne guy, Joe's? Yeah. Okay. But it's about when you put it on. Yeah. I think you got to air out Save a little it bit. For, yeah. Save it for the special occasion. Yes, that too. I like that. Uh, they got the crop mops. Raindrops. Crop mops. Uh, for your stanky balls. And their 2.0 luxury four-piece nail kit. Um, guys, Manscaped, take care of yourself down there. Comes with the... The kit comes with the boxers. I wore them the other day. Very silky. We all love them. Mm. Uh, so go to manscaped.com, code YANKS, 20% off and free shipping. Do it now. Like, holidays are, it's happening, dude. Yeah. Was it December 15th? 14th. Yeah. I, That's basically like next, the 15th. Like, next week, we're, yeah. we're like, in, in it. Yes. Yeah, I related to somebody's tweet. I forgot who put it. He said, uh. Man, it's unfortunate, man. All all of my people's gifts are still at the store at this time. So mm. I need to go get them. So don't nick your nuts. Don't nick your nuts. Don't nick your nuts. Manscape. Speaking of guys who need to manscape. Uh, what's up, fucking Yanks crew? I just have one simple question. If the Yankees were to sign one, only one starter, would you rather risk it with Kershaw? Or or risk it with Rodon. It's a it's a risk on both sides, but I want to see what you guys choose. Thank you. Okay, I mean, Joe's. I'll I'll kind of kick it to you. I'll maybe I'll paint the scene a little bit. If you if you have no idea, Carlos Rodon Rodon, he's on the White Sox last year. He was nasty. I think nasty. he finished fifth mm-hmm. in the Cy Young, like crazy ERA. Uh, his shoulder ran out of steam by the end of the year. Had like 130-something innings, right? And yeah. that was part of the concern. He's got an injury history. Um, you know, he came back in the playoffs, and he was dialing it up for a little bit. He was hitting 98 for like two innings, and then he ran out. So, and then Clayton Kershaw, obviously an all-time great, arguably the best pitcher of our generation. Um, he is, some of his measurables are fading. Some. The end of the day stats are still good for him. It doesn't seem he can kind of do whatever he, he wants. He has a current injury that is a concern. Yeah, also for some injury stuff. So, Joe's where where are you at? I'm good on Kershaw, man. Kershaw, yeah, yeah Kershaw's the guy. Who's like, oh, the Yankees typically sign this guy, and then oh, he had a really good track record. Then they end up not panning out with the Yankees. I'm good on that. Uh, I'd rather take the risk we rolled on. Okay. I well. I guess my interesting thought I had with Kershaw this morning. I think Rodon's going to get paid. I think teams are going to take a chance. He'll get a real deal. Like he's still a younger lefty pitcher who's just yes. awesome last year. Like I think a team's going to talk themselves in the three or four years. I think the only thing I'd be interested with Clayton, Clayton, Clayton is 
his value is kind of down right now. Like he mm. had 22 starts last year. He got banged up. ZRA was three five five, which for Clayton Kershaw, his career is two four nine. So that's a little, little out of sync. I'm wondering, and again, there's a lot of stuff out of our hands on this. Like, if he wants to stay a Dodger, he'll stay a Dodger. If he wants to go yes. home to Texas, he'll go home to Texas. He can kind of call a shot here. If he wants and is interested in being a Yankee, I'd be interested in potentially like the, not necessarily the Verlander contract, but the concept of maybe a one plus one. Like if he's if he's considering like boosting his value again, which I don't think he is. He's already got a ton in the bank. Yeah. But if I heard that it was, I mean, in the similar vein of Verlander. That it was going to be one year with an option or something like that, I'd be like, "All right, it's Clayton Kershaw. It's a lefty in the stadium. His, he an all time lefty in the stadium. He, he did still pitch a, like a, enough last year for you to have a, a sample on it, and it's and he was good. Like the end good. of the day, stats are good. Are they going to take a lot to get him out of the West Coast? Mm. I think that's you know it he is has smaller ballparks there. generally. In, in Both the, beard yeah, guys yeah. too. Yeah, beard guys. He looked weird without one. For sure. But I, I just think that New York, for him, I could so see him getting peppered in Fenway. I can see him Ooh. getting peppered all over the place, like getting destroyed. He is a peppered at Fenway know, pitcher. I can see Bogart. Like good at the couple. stadium, but yeah. like peppered at Fenway. Uh, and uh, bro, I, I started off kind of thinking I was going to lean Kershaw. And the more I've thought about it, the more I'm kind of in on Rodon. Yep. You know, I think there's an element of I think somebody will give him a big deal, but maybe there's a chance he wants to do another one year to fully prove it. And if he has goes into free agency with two years like last year, even if it's a tick back, then he's then he has proven it and will get a big deal the next year. He's not even thirty yet, um, and like a kind of Kershaw. I think if he pitches, he'll be good too. But Rodon, I think if he's in the games, will be effective. It's not like he's a guy who. Fully just figured it out. He's always been pretty highly touted. He was a number three overall pick at once upon a time. Yeah. It's like he is supposed to be good. He's still yeah. younger than 30. Um, the Yankees are used to having guys that, like, all right, during the year, we'll skip a couple starts or, or mix in an extra rest day. Um, Except for Tyone last year. Yeah. yeah. How weird was that? Still, he only came back from double, double T. Yeah. Second TJ. It was the weirdest thing because they've always been so careful about it. Yankees are used to playing that game, though, so I think there is an element there. And the kind of a bigger picture thing, if he is willing to do a one-year deal thing, White Sox didn't give him a QO this year, so in theory then you can give it to him. If the system's the same. Interesting for the Yankees. If the system's the same next year, then then okay, you had him this year, and you can give him that, and if you lose him, then you get a draft pick or whatever, Um, which is something. I'm interested to see. Assuming he's good. I'm interested to see. There's still a... I'd be. I think I'd be willing to take a chance. on The that, pitching but, market but. moved, and there's still there's not a lot of guys out there, and there's still a lot of teams that need pitching. So I think I think, I think somebody's going to be willing to give him at least a, a three year real deal. I think he's going to get an wants, offer, and it maybe could, he wants to bet on himself. It could be from the Yankees, but we just don't know. I don't know if they're willing to go there. Matt Blake has built up. Matt Blake's built up some credit, so like. Yeah. If he's if he, if he says Rodon is his like guy and I can work with that, I don't know. Um, we'll see. But like, Rodon was really good last year. Grinky, yeah. twenty four starts, two three seven. Grinky's not coming. He's not coming. He's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
All right. Next. What's up, guys? Um, Just something I wanted to address is first base. I think it's unnecessary to go out and re-sign Rizzo. Um, If you can get Freddie Freeman or Matt Olson, do it. But I'm totally fine rolling with DJ and Voight at first. Um, Assuming we go get our guy at shortstop, hopefully Story or um, Correa. But I just don't think it's a huge hole. Um, center field, shortstop, and starting pitching, I think, need to be the priorities. Thanks, guys. Okay. I mean, it's... That's a thought. <laughs> I did like Joe's laugh when he says, if you can get Freeman or Olsen, yeah. Yeah. Two of the best players in baseball. Yes. We agree. Consensus. Um, no, I, we talked about it a little bit. I mean... He's basically saying no to Rizzo. He's saying no to Rizzo because... Why is he saying no to Rizzo? You're com- he's, he's comfortable. He's in with DJ and Voight. If you if you prioritize the other positions, <laughs> you can kind of throw DJ and Voight out there still and be happy. I guess th- where I get tripped up on this, and I I think I don't know if I'm alone on this island, is I'm just I think DJ is going to bounce back and be solid offensively. I yes. don't know where that's going to be, but he was clearly hurt, like literally hurt, missed the end of the season. Um. If DJ LeMay, who's a first baseman for the next five years, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, I kind of, all right, this is how I feel about first baseman. A lot of people like to undervalue the position. Yeah. They really do. But I, f- I really do feel like a really good first baseman improves not only the defense, your overall defense, but every other defender on there. Yeah. With their confidence of them throwing over, you know, the fact that Rizzo was telling, even though he did not scoop certain things that he was supposed <laughs> yeah. to scoop, the yeah. fact that he was able to tell Odor, hey, don't don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. And to give those guys that peace of mind, I think it's something. I think what Teixeira did for the 2009 Yankees, it made, you know, Jeter even better, and Cano was already good, and you had – A-Rod over there, and of course, those those guys are good, but, you know, just give them that comfortability where this guy's going to get it, Mm. you know? Um, They they don't have – they're good – they were good defenders, but they don't have to feel – it doesn't have to be perfect. Yes, you don't feel like you have to be perfect. Let me just get it over there to Mark. He's going to scoop it. He's going to convert it and make it an out. Um, I'm in the the realm of I want to keep as close to the 27 outs as possible. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Yankees in so many years have given so many extra outs to teams, and that in turn lead to pitchers throwing more pitches and less, you know, shorter outings, and you have more relievers having to come in, yeah. and all that stuff is the trickle effect, man. And I just, uh, I go for better defense all day, you know. So first base has been a position a little bit, yeah, undervalued on the defensive end because. Yes. You can kind of put just like your slower dude over there. You you want to get some offensive value there, which to an extent I, I do agree with. But it is pretty much the only position that can really affect other positions and like hey, directly. DJ DJ hey. DJ obviously anywhere defensively has been solid, but first base I think has probably been his third best position. Like yeah, he's obviously second base was has been his home. Third base we've seen him kind of make that signature. DJ play not all. You can, you not can see all of that plays, if he plays it more, he'll probably be comfortable there. And and Slippery that's where, slope. yeah. I just I don't know. Like DJ slotting DJ at first base, eh? 
And you know you can do it. The way they treated Voight last year, it just felt like it was he over. Can't come back. Can't come back and that. there's gonna be a I DH. Him, there's gonna be a DH in the NL. Luke Voigt's offensive stats are disgusting. Yes, he's 30 years old. Two years of team control. Like I might going back to the first voicemail of what could be the Yankees' first transaction. Like trade Voigt. I think Voigt's getting traded. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. At that. least if it's part of a bigger trade. Didn't we see some Milwaukee rumors it. the other day? Wasn't that an article that was that. out? Like, I didn't personally see that article, but that would, be, that would be so perfect. So, if Anthony Rizzo comes back, we're going to talk ourselves into Anthony Rizzo. Because I like Rizzo. We had a weird little sample size. Like, let's be honest. He had yeah. he, he won a Marlin series, which was yeah. awesome. When we and needed then, it. <laughs> when we really needed it. And then COVID times. And then it was just kind of like, eh, he missed a couple scoops that you're like, okay, I thought Anthony Rizzo makes those scoops. And then all the foul ball homer stuff was just bizarre. And he was actually on the compound that came out today. Uh, John Boy Media's Ian Happ, Zach Short, Dakota Meckes. Uh, Rizzo was on there. And he talked about all the foul ball homers. And he's like, how many foul ball homers did I hit? Like, straight a couple of those out. I had a crazy, like, I was awesome. (laughs) So the fact that he acknowledges that. And let's be honest, at the time, it didn't feel like, know how guys hit foul ball homers and you're like, oh, the pitcher got him. Like, like it just felt like Rizzo was just a tick. Yeah, it felt like quick. the pitcher got lucky. Yes. Like, it felt like the pitcher survived, not like <laughs> you got him with a changeup and they like, were early on. He was, like, hitting them hard. Hard and right yeah, near hard. the pole. So, if Rizzo... Well, co- like, within 10 seats of that pole. <laughs> Sheffield style. I know, yeah. you know, yes... Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson are better than Rizzo at this point. But Absolutely. if Rizzo came if back, it's a straight up choice between them. Yes, we're going to talk ourselves over him. We're going to talk ourselves into that. Yes, absolutely. What else we got? Hey guys, uh, big fan of the show. You really helped get the younger generation back into baseball. Um, I'm 16 years old. I'm a huge Yankee fan. But um, the last Yankee championship was in 2009 when I was four years old. Um, I'm wondering if you can kind of describe what it was like to live in the during the dynasty, um, and just kind of talk about that was what that was about. Uh, thanks, guys. I'm a huge fan. Go Yankees. You want to go? Yeah. Um, okay. This is what it was like, and maybe I took this for granted. I thought, for some reason, I felt that all playoff series had a flyover because I've experienced <laughs> it so much. I thought they always had flyovers. And and I'm like, yo, why are they not flying the airplane? Like, I'm so used to, because I lived in the Bronx. I grew up in the Bronx. And, and thank you for the call, by the way, because that was awesome. But And you're going to take me back. But I'm just used to the planes, like the Yankees spoiling us by the fighter jets coming over and just just shaking the whole city. And you're just feeling that, that good flyover. Um, that team, it just felt, you know, if you're talking about 90s team, I felt like a foregone conclusion that we almost were going to get there, but the games were all exciting. Um, now I became a, a fan in 94, so I didn't really have too many lean years for me, mm. right? Um, that's when I was actually going to games and stuff, but 96 was like crazy. I remember writing in a journal every day for mm. school as a project, you know, hoping hoping that the Yankees will win the pennant and 
crying when we were down 0-2 to mm. the Braves and then coming back to win that in six. That was dope. And then 98. Oh, man, nobody could talk to me about 98. Like, it's like, that team's the best team ever, you know? It's like, <laughs> like that. So it's, um, and then bragging rights against the Mets in 2000. Yeah. If you look at being an adult now, I, I, you know, at the time, I was just talking massive shit. I was like, hey, we dominated them. I mean, one less base running gaff, and we're maybe looking at that series going deeper, and God mm-hmm. knows what happens, you know. And Piazza got one of them. Piazza, ball, Piazza got, one go them, out? got one of them juice balls. Does it go out or not? And then it's like, we're probably talking a totally different series, but. And then 2001, which was probably one of my favorite, and I wish that would. I, you know, people ask me all the time, hey, Joe, would you. If you had to change the result, mm. 2004, 2001, which one you want to switch? I'm like, 2001 all day, bro. Like, no. I mean, 2004, whatever. But <laughs> 2001, it's like, one, I win. And two, that was the greatest game seven I've ever watched. Yeah. And then three, what that would have done for the city would have been going down the Canyon of Heroes mm. in 2001. That would have been epic. So that's BBD, I know you were a little young. Mm. Do you? A little BBD. Like, I, the first year I could, like, fully pay attention, like, oh, okay, I'm following the baseball season was, like, 2005. I think 2004 mm. was the first, like, that playoff run was the first time I can remember being, like, locked into what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, like, 2005 was my first, like, full season. So, I'd, But I remember before that, because I can remember that I was watching, like, playoff games and stuff with my dad, and I, I just assumed that, like, was the season. I remember because right. I was, like, six. I was like, oh yeah, they play at this time, and you know they just kind of like Yankees pick eight teams. They always pick the Yankees to be yeah, there, and it's smart because <laughs> you know New York they want a team there. It's smart yep. they pick the Yanks. Yeah, I remember I, that feeling. I I think almost piggy piggybacking off of Joe's because a, a lot of the same emotions there. Uh, I always say, and I you know it's usually voicemail episodes that we end up here. Um, you know, people talk about like you're. Being a Yankee fan or a moment or whatever, and it was on in the office the other day. I don't know what we were doing, but 2001 when they came back against the Diamondbacks, and they were just knocking around Byung Young Kim, like that was in heroic fashion. Like for me, because I love sports, addicted to sports, still am, (laughs) kind of (laughs) weird to a degree, um, like. The Yankees, when they were coming back to go for, yeah, yeah, against it. That's what, like, people ask, like, my some of my favorite moments of being a Yankee fan, and I say that World Series, which they ended up losing. But, dude, when they got him with Brocious yeah. and, like, goosebumps, dude, it was, it was unreal. <laughs> that was, like, the pinnacle of we are the Yankees. Like, you... You the have, ghost. The ghost. You have done nothing, whether you're an AL or an NL team, until you've beaten us. Yeah. You've done nothing. Like, until the game is actually over, the fat lady has sung. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that was kind of a, a little bit of a different feeling yeah. than we have now. You you know what? A lot of people hate Joe Buck. But when you hear his voice calling a baseball game, that means you made it somewhere. <laughs> because he doesn't sign. call regular season yeah, games. He doesn't call sign. division Pretty series. Rare. If he's in the ALCS, you've made it somewhere if you're hearing Joe Buck's voice. So yeah. I remember hearing his voice a lot, you <laughs> know? and 
We and looked at 2009. The Yankees are back on top. Like I remember. Like these yeah. are things that I just remember. You know, he was calling World Series games in his 20s or early 30s. Yeah, because he's not old. That's crazy. Now, I wouldn't have done a good job. Yeah, I wouldn't still be calling games. Yeah. Joe Buck <laughs> is. Um, all right, so that's thank you for calling. 16. I'm a man of faith. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we're going a little long, so I am making some executive decisions on some skips. But let's tie, well, let's tidy it up and let's uh, let's talk about you're making a bet. BBD is basically what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Nostalgia. And if you're looking to make some bets, DraftKings, I think legal in New York real soon, right around Jan one. Can't wait! Can't wait! Um, play some. Play some Yankees to win the World Series bets. Why not? Uh, or if you want to bet a little football, <laughs> go Google some of the old ESPN 2K commercials. Tracy Morgan. You're going to enjoy them. Um, you can bet $1 on any team to score in a football game. By the way, that happens every game. And you win $100 in free bets. People, this is one of the easiest ways to get $100 hairs. You can also do their daily fantasy contests, huge cash prizes. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet $1 on any team to score. Win $100 in free bets if they score. You score with promo code JOHNBOY this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Game problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gambler. All right, BBD, your call. Hi, uh, John Boy, Jake. This is uh, Garrett Cole. I just uh, just got inside from uh, throwing some catch with Amy. Uh, I just changed Caden's diaper. Uh, what do I need to do in my first start against the Red Sox? Uh for you guys to have uh, faith in me this season going forward. Uh, love the show. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the listen. You guys have a good one. Go Yanks. That's uh, that's incredible. Um, Garrett calling in. You know, he's know got the kid and he's got. Awesome job, Garrett. You know, he's cooking the other day. We saw that picture. Uh, the fact that he's calling in and listening, that's really cool. He's a fan. Uh, so his question was, what does he have to do against Boston to redeem himself? I know exactly what he needs to do. I'll kick it to you because I'm. What you did against the Astros in Minute Maid, do that. You do that, mm. and we're good. We're good. You do that against the Red Sox at Fenway Park. Do a big one in Fenway. I think his game's big at one, Yankee Fenway. Stadium against yes. them were good last year, yes. if I'm remembering right. But Fenway, that's what I said, Fenway. Those are big <sighs> games at Fenway. I'm in such a dumb spot with Cole because we talked about this at the end of the year, and it's, going, good. it's going to come out in a book in three years or five years. <clears throat> but he was hurt at Fenway and should not have been pitching. Yeah. Garrett Cole... Like, we're we're in this, like, ah, Garrett. Oh, Garrett. That, what was Some that start? He sucks. Second in the Cy Young. Second. Like, a lot of the nerd numbers say he should have won, even with the bad four starts when he was clearly hurt. So, like, uh, I don't know. I think Garrett Cole has a weird, you know, he has those one or two games a year that it's 
14 Ks and you're just like, that dude's completely different. That dude's on another level. Uh, Cole, I don't know if it's because we watch him a lot, but I think it's not a board factor. People are jaded. Because that's J-Hap. J-Hap would have his five innings, one earned run, and he'd be like, did I just watch a baseball game? Like, what was that? He was, like, good. Cole's boring is a little different. It's six innings, eight Ks, one earned, and you're just like, oh, that's all right, Garrett Cole, you do that. Um, The guy finished second in the Cy Young, so, like, I don't – my chip against Garrett Cole is I think he was too hurt to start that game, and he was trying to be – I'm Garrett Cole, the I'm Yankee, the and the I'm ace. the ace, and I take the pill no matter what. And it's like, that's cool and all, dude, but unless you lose the game because you're hurt and you're not, like, you're not in the right. I you could do a whole hurt and injured thing and pitchers and blah blah right. blah, but like, it's affecting your pitching. Like, if you could, if you're hurt and you can still pitch, like Garrett Cole. Then, f- yes, pitch hurt. If you're hurt and you can't pitch like Garrett Cole, then you're not Garrett Cole, and I don't know if I want you pitching that game. Sounds like a Yogi Berra Aflac commercial. Mm. <laughs> you're hurt and miss those work. Good. It won't hurt to miss work. We gotta get. I'm gonna. We gotta get the socials on those. Those are <laughs> awesome. Those need to be in rotation for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like. Yeah. I people obviously the the wild card game leads. A, Tough taste in people's mouths, but like Cole has pretty good postseason history. Yes, like with the Yankees too. Like the everyone needs to like take a like Kyle and I talk about it a lot in the office. Like during the playoff run, there's a lot of premier pitchers that like, mm-hmm. like Scherzer had some bad playoff starts this year. Kershaw's had his his history. He's he's a little different. Walker Bueller had some bad starts. Like Walker guys Bueller. aren't. Perfect every game, even if they are the the ace. Like right. Question for you guys. Take a step back. The question is the answer is jaded, man. People are just jaded. Because you're not remembering that we we were wishing for an ace like this for many years and we finally got him and now You forget that this is what it is. Jaded. How how many starts did Garrett Cole have that were uh one run or less? So he started 30 games last season. One run or less. 20. 15? 14. 14. So, I mean. One runs. It's one run. That's half one of his run. starts. Half his starts, one run or fewer. He gave crazy. up one run. And, guys, know why else I think we have some weird feelings about Garrett Cole? Yankees were 16 and 14 in Garrett Cole starts last year. 16 and 14. I just told you he had 14 starts of one run or less. The offense yes. was atrocious last year. Horrible. Like so, so bad. bad. So I don't I appreciate Garrett calling in and I love that he's on the pulse and he wants to, he wants he wants to, to make take care right. of the people. Pick up a bat, Garrett. You know what? Mm-hmm. That's what you could do. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up a bat. That's how you can help. <laughs> we'll DH for someone else We'll DH for someone else But I, thank you for calling in, Garrett um, What else we got, Beeps? What's up, John Boy, Jake, Big Baby David um, Quick question Out of Yankees currently on the roster Who do you think would be the coolest older brother? 
Uh, obviously, since, you know, Gard- Gardy's off the roster right now, he's not going to be uh, available for this one. But, uh, yeah, let me know. I think it would be a pretty cool question later. Coolest older brother uh, currently on the Yankees roster. Interesting. Coolest older brother. So let's let's try to. I I like going around the horn quick. Okay. Because that's you can kind of start. Uh, Gary Higgy. I guess I'm not. I'm not eliminating either of those guys, but it also doesn't pop off like no. oh. I'm um, first just first impressions, and I'm not getting the sense that they're the answer here. Voight DJ again for almost opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm kind of getting nose like super opposite. Voight probably like bullies like you a much. little bit. Yeah, bully, he's a bully. He like, toughens like, you up at the end of the day. He does. But, like, and it, you're, and you're it having is, some bad days. And nobody picks on me because of Voight. I think your friends yeah. do yeah. like nobody picks on me because that's of true. That's a nice little perk. Nobody picks on me. I think and ge- and generally speaking, and I think your friends like Voight if he's your older brother. Yeah. But Voight's, okay, so Voight's actually in play. In you're play. just kind of, you're getting the brunt of it sometimes. He's, he's also a little but girls are also saying, why are you not your brother? <laughs> People, <laughs> <It's a> tough, <laughs> he sets a tough asking. bar. People are confused why tough I'm bar. not Luke Voight. Um, Glaber, just so tough to picture because he's always been the little brother. Little brother. Um, we don't have a shortstop. Gio? I like Gio. I think he'd be easy to easy to hang out with. Okay. Um, kind of the opposite of Void a little bit. Judgy. I mean, I think Judge is in play here. Like a lot of the same stuff we'd say about Void, except he probably doesn't throw you in a lot. Like one time he pinned you, and it was like, oh, you're my big brother. I like Giancarlo. Yeah, for me, like I think if we're Giancarlo talking about the big guys, good. I think I lean Giancarlo over him. Giancarlo, obviously Judge does it too, but Giancarlo day in, day out, he kind of does something that makes you go like, whoa. And he, I feel like because of the way he talks to the media, he's going to talk to you straight up, bro. I kind of like, like Giancarlo. Like, like he'll Giancarlo. give you some he'll give you some life lessons. Yes. And there's an element if you watch it. And, and also like the first time that you show up at the same party as him, like, there's that nervous moment where you're like, shit, is, like, my big brother going to embarrass me? He's and introducing he, like, you to everybody. He throws the arm around you, and he's like, baby, yeah. bro, yeah, we're here. Like, he's been waiting for that yeah, moment. Putting girls on your lap. Like, he's probably, like, introducing you to people. I could, I, I like Giancarlo. That's a good idea. Any of the pitchers we're missing? Cole just called in. Wandy. That would be a lot. Wandy. <laughs> Wandy. I mean, Wandy kind of is my... Big brother. Although, am I older than him? Probably. Yes. Definitely, yes. Wandy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. But he's your big brother. Gallo. I saw some Gallo. I think it's the Wouldn't same. Be a bad time. I think he, he and Judge are kind of the same for me. It's like, I think if Giancarlo's not on the team, they're, they're a great answer. But I love Giancarlo I, for this. I see a lot of Nestor. I don't know about Nestor as a big bro. Um... I mean, nothing against Nestor, obviously. Right. I kind of like Monty. I was just about to ask what you think there. Like, Monty is kind of low-key. He looks after you secretly, and there was, like, one time he got in a fight, and everyone was like, oh, shit. He's got that. Like, when Monty turns it on, like, holy crap, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah, but we don't like the same music. But it's okay. We don't have to like the same music. We don't have to shop at the same place. It's okay. I can't use his we're clothes. Different, we're different people. You I can't, can't use, use his hand-me-down clothes. clothes. No. Can't use his hand-me-down clothes. No. 
Stanton and I have would have a weird overlap on clothes. Yeah. Yeah. It, would, it, it wouldn't would, be able to give them to you. Fit. The clothes would still fit. They still fit just it differently. It would. It wouldn't look the same. Tapered. He can go shopping <laughs> with you. I'm not as tapered as him. Um, there's so, oh, someone's name. Litke, I think, could be in play. He's, just, he's interesting. I don't think he's the answer, Litke. but he's like he's a low key cool guy. We saw him like the Nets games and stuff. I had a sneaky one. Who? Severino. Mm. Savvy. Okay. Kind of your guy. Probably Savvy. That's kind of your guy. Maybe. Yes. He's very flashy, though. Clay Holmes, I kind of get dad vibes from. <laughs> dad vibes. Feel like he might, like, rat me out. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, if he, if he can get the upper hand. There's a lot of manipulation there with. Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, sounds like Stanton. I'm, Stanton I'm was going our Stanton. happiest answer. I'm going Stanton. Stanton. That's a good answer. Stanton's a good one. Great one. I think we got, we're down to our final four. Okay. okay. If, how are we doing on time? We're good. We got time for him. Okay. Some, at least one of them. Two. What's up, gentlemen? Grant from Beaverton, Oregon. Grant. My question is a simple one. Was Derek Jeter a good shortstop? I grew up watching him. Mm. I swear my eyes told me he was a great shortstop, and everyone's trying to tell me he sucks. Was Derek Jeter good or great at shortstop? Thank you. Love you guys. Peace and love. I'm going to roll quick because this used to keep me up at night. As Talking Jake was developing on the Twitter sphere, this was one of my main causes. I even had some low moments. I don't want to say low moments. I kind of overstepped my boundary. I think I, like, I DM'd Jack Curry once, and I was like, Derek Jeter was a good defensive shortstop, right? Like, I know I was young. I know I was young. And Jack Curry obviously gave, like, a beautiful, eloquent answer that should be hung up in a museum mm. somewhere. Of course. If, but if I recall, like, if you want to elaborate on the answer, it's like Jeter was one of the best at catching pop-ups. He said he, was, he never saw a shortstop better at pop-ups, which, again, isn't how they're traditionally measured, but mm-hmm. it's, it's true not the number one thing you're thinking about. He did say, things. like, in his later years, Jeter was limited – on balls up the middle Like we all remember the signature Jeter play uh, The jump throw um, And yeah I think different shortstops make that look differently Like I think do, some shortstops do Plant their foot in the ground and fire And that's their just definition do it on of the, the jump run throw or... Here's what I'll say Derek Jeter was sure handed He had a good arm And What we didn't know And we've talked to current players about analytics Defensive analytics are changing. They still are changing. We're not mm-hmm. in a landed spot with them. And there's different things that tick differently. Carlos Correa, who just won the Platinum Glove this year, he went and he asked and he said, hey, what are the things that get measured? Because I want to be a gold glover. I want to try to win a Platinum Glove. Mm-hmm. So he learned all of those and he became a Platinum Glover. Now... Is Derek Jeter Carlos Correa? No, I haven't seen a shortstop ever with Carlos Correa's arm. It's dirty. Um, Carlos Correa is a similar size to Jeter. Uh, A-Rod was a beast. His arm was type beast. Yeah. Um, Derek Jeter, athletically, I think you could say similar to where Correa's at, if not even better. Like, as a base runner and stuff, like, Jeter, Jeter has some more go to his game. 
we've Ian Happ, who I already mentioned, compound Anthony Rizzo. He's Trevor Plouffe, like yelled at him. He was like, "Hey, go talk to this analytics guy and find out what your what they're measuring that you're not great at that you can change." Because sometimes it's positioning, and I I strongly right. believe. That I'm sure you could look back at some of Derek Jeter's old tape and say, that's a ball another shortstop could have got. That's a, especially old Jeter. Especially old Jeter. I'm mm-hmm. sure of that. But I think young Derek Jeter from ages 20 to 31, 32, whatever it may be, if there was the positioning coaches and the conversations between the defensive analytics community and Jeter today, I think he would have graded out well. Okay. That's kind of and, my speech on it. And he's hurt. Yeah, like, yes, he was personally pretty stubborn about staying at shortstop as long as he did, which sure. hurt hurts, hurts the big picture numbers quite a bit and played through injuries into – and he played shortstop at 40. You know, that's uh, – Yeah. If, he, if his career is 10 years later, they don't let him do it quite that long. But probably but that's what that's also what made him special, and that, it turns into entertainment. Like I, I'm glad Derek Jeter spent his last five years mm-hmm. in shortstop Staying and there. not in left field. Like I'm okay with that. I'll tell you what makes Jeter a great because I, I argue with my friend back and forth. I get the the and I understand the the defensive run save and things like that. Negative for his career. And the the quote, yo, Michael K. He always says, "Pass the diving Jeter." Like he always says, "I get it." Right. Jeter, the thing about Jeter is that he makes he doesn't always make that extraordinary uh, ex- extraordinary play, but he makes the ordinary play extraordinarily well. Mm. And I think that ta- that gets taken for granted because if he it's made a everything ru- you needed, him yes, to make. if it's a routine play, and I, I just remember he puts it on himself. I remember. One time it was a ground ball being hit to him, and Soriano was going to second for a double play. He said no. He ran all the way to second and converted the double play his damn self. And I got it. That's Jeter. You know, he's just gonna. I'm gonna make the play because I'm gonna make the 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 best throw, the you know the truest throw and whatnot. Um, I get it. Other shortstops might be better at getting to 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 certain balls and and all of that, and they may have more range. But we're growing up in a different age now where. Maybe a guy like Matt Chapman, who's lauded now, right? Mm-hmm. He plays super deep in third base because analytics say, "Hey, you could range to more balls coming back." You have this a strong way. enough arm to give yourself right. another Correct. second here. But Jeter they didn't. They didn't really have those <laughs> analytics then, right? right? Where hey, maybe you should play a little bit more shallow, or hey, you come in on the ball a little bit more. Maybe they didn't have all of that, um, and they didn't start recording defensive runs save until like what two thousand three or something, two thousand four. Yeah. Something like that. Like it was already like Jeter was already four rings in, right? So, <laughs> you know, so it, it's like a lot of those things. Um, but I acknowledge that maybe you know A Rod's a better shortstop, but I wouldn't want anybody else hit the ball but Jeter in a big spot. And that's that uh, means anything. If you're gonna, if you could pick one guy to get a ball hit right to them, he's. As high on that list Convert. as anybody. Maybe sure. I'll maybe I'll retweet it because I one day I did my Magnus Opus and had a tweet thread that was ten tweets deep. Offensive war, O war. Here are the top shortstops of all time. Honus Wagner played in maybe the eighteen hundreds. Not sure. Hmm. Didn't watch Honus start. Straight fastballs. Number two, Alex Rodriguez, incredible baseball player, arguably not getting in the Hall of Fame because he cheated the sport. Mm-hmm. 
Number three is Derek Jeter. So, even if Derek Jeter, in his later years, and some of his earlier years, on defensive analytics that weren't measured at the time, the value was he played shortstop. I remember, because he got enshrined with Larry Walker, people would say, Rockies fans mostly, and some baseball nerds would say Larry Rock, Larry Walker was the better baseball player. And I would say, value-wise, he was not because he couldn't play shortstop. Mm-hmm. Shortstop is a different position in Joe's. I love what you just said, that the routine stuff he was good at, because that's kind of the goal nowadays. We see Mike Moustakis playing second base. We saw Gio get moved to shortstop. Like, with with defensive positioning and all that, that and shifts, and they like, make as many plays, routine plays as they possibly can. Look at Glaber this past year; like he he struggled at shortstop. Like all it's a different plays. position. Um, so and and obviously with the bulk of my day in day out Yankee watching was later years Jeter. So in mm-hmm. theory, I in theory I should have been seeing the years where we wanted him to move off. And yes, I was a kid, but in real time, you you never felt like you were at a disadvantage there. You never felt like he was a liability. Like it always felt fine. There's an allure to him to being there, though. and he had on either side of him. Cano is was as good a defensive second baseman as you'll get. A Rod was a very good defensive third baseman, so he had help around him too. Um, that maybe covered up some of the margins that that would have been harder to notice in real time, but. And I'm in di- real time, it never felt like Jeter was an issue. I'm digging up all of uh, all of my mental notes because I used to I used to want to go to war on the internet on this. Derek Jeter's two best years defensively, analytically at shortstop, 1998, 24 years old. Sure, yeah. kind of makes sense, right? You're 24, blah, blah blah. His second best analytical defensive season, 2009, hmm. 35 years old. So you're gonna tell me. For those 12 years that he was just trash at short. Just a dumpster fire. But 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 defensive run saved. So I get it. We're a Yankees podcast. We would defend him to the grave. Yes. But I don't think the current story of Derek Jeter is the worst defensive shortstop ever is being accurately depicted. Yes. So. That's true. People probably, you know, people... When people think of Jake, I think they mostly think of me singing a a Christmas jingle to the Manscaped ad read. Yeah. They don't exactly they don't see they don't always see passionate defend Derek Jeter at shortstop, Jake. Yes. Whew. All right. Another shortstop question. Huge. Hi, um, I'm Dominic and uh, my question is very simple. Who's more likely to be our being key shortstop next year? Ashton Simmons or Jose Iglesias. Thanks, Jake Sox. Well, it's not Freddy Galvez. <laughs> yeah, uh, signed. Was it Rakuten? Is that where he signed? I think so. I know that Hal was very upset that morning when he found out. <laughs> Two-year deal, right? <laughs> that yeah. deal for Freddy Galvez. You're a Simmons guy, right? If I see Simmons on this roster, I I'm gonna we're taping ourselves to the stadium. I'm <laughs> 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 not that. I'm not going to be happy. You better have spent crazy at other positions to make the whole team better because poor Garrett Cole had 14 starts giving up one run 
and no <laughs> offense, and we're going to run it back again with the same kind of offense. Yeah. No thank you, sir. Please. I'm there to protect Jericho. So he doesn't have to call in these, you know, in, in, in into the voicemails being upset. Yeah, I mean, he, I... He needs to do more. You know, I, I tried to brain brainwash myself a little bit that if they did cheap out at shortstop, that Cabrera or... Or the kid from New Jersey, Volpe, Peraza. Peraza or Volpe better be the starting shortstop by the All-Star break. Like, if you really think... Or at if, least if they are good. If you think Oswald Peraza is the next... Who's a good young shortstop? I feel like you're rushing them then. I mean, Correa is still 26. So, no. <laughs> no. No. Oh, 26. Um, uh, of the two... Of the two guys he mentioned, I prefer Iglesias. I like Iglesias, Iglesias too. still like a very good defender. Yeah. I mean, he's Simmons cool. is too, but he's cool. He's, he's cool kind of cool. Do you remember when like didn't Simmons basically quit on the Angels? Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, like a week to go. I think it was the COVID, COVID season. Year. He just was like, we, "We're bad." I'm out. And part I of me respects that, but part of me also but... doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> like a... silly Jake respects that. Iglesias? Gamer Jake is like, come on, dude. Iglesias, I mean his his offense is all the all the nerd stats on him. His offense is all kind of all luck based, and he doesn't actually hit the ball hard or lift or anything. Right. But I mean, he's still better on the offensive end than Simmons, so I take my chances there. And he still is he runs the base as well and defensive stuff. I think speed. favors him over Simmons at this speed. point. So so between those two, Kiner Falefa. Between those two, and I'm I think, and I think I would have preferred Galvis to both of them if it was those are if you're he, picking them. He's the too free cool agents. for the Yankees. Kinder Philosophy. Who's that? Switch hits. Galvis. Way too cool. Yeah, he had swag. Dreads. Dreads. Yeah. So it, you know, switch hit speed. So as the defense stuff, if you're going to go with them that, more. everything you're saying about Galvez was everything that they were telling Hal at that meeting, <laughs> and why he was upset that morning. He wanted he that option available. <laughs> the Eagles. The Golden Eagles. I'm telling you, it would have been that would have been the first signing. If we go back a couple of voicemails, that would have been the first signing. First signing. Galvez. All right. Next. You like this. Okay. Hey guys, Zach from New York calling. First time caller, long time listener. Um, I just got myself a Bino board for the holidays. That's uh, so a it's fresh on my mind. And I wanted to ask you guys who do you think would be the best Bino player on the Yankees? Um, personally, I would say Nestor would be really good. He's got that stealth, that finesse. Uh, but I want, I'm very curious to hear what you guys think. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Go Yanks. Nestor's a good one. Nestor's a great one because of the craft. And you have to be ready for Bino, yeah. which means so many things. I don't have to tell you. If yeah. you have no idea what That's we're talking about, um, look up. John Boy Media Bino. We've done a couple live streams on the uh the uh John John Boy and Jake TV YouTube. Um it's basically finger soccer to a degree. Yes. Yeah, I think obstacles. I I think I've like paper football meets foosball is I think the line I've stumbled into and bit. like. Something mm. like that. I think those are the two closest games, right? Um Nestor's a great answer. Um I could see Higgy being a crafts craftsman. Higgy, I was thinking Higgy. Higgy's a silent killer. 
Um, the one thing I would be concerned about. I think the big guys will be horrible at the game. So Chris McFly, mm. pinstripe strong. Yeah. He stepped on the Bino board. First thing I noticed, long fingers. Long fingers. Uncomfortable for the Bino court. I think the pitchers are out. I think the pitchers might be out, except Nestor. Except Crafty. Nestor. Trying to think. Wandy. John says, I, I bet G- Gio is nasty. I could so see Gio. I could see Gio being nasty. Honestly, if I had to like place my bet, like Bino tournament in the locker room tomorrow, I'm just going off his reputation as a gamer, not a video gamer, like JM Gaming Joe's McFly. Mm. DJ LeMayhew. He's he would so very I, quiet. Yeah. So I think and he's just like good at stuff. I would be worried that he has the That's long true. fingers, six four. Mm-hmm. But I think DJ just calculates. Yes. Yes. He doesn't talk much either. Just calculates. So yeah. I think that would be my that'd be my horse. But I like Nestor too. Who do you think would take the game too serious? Cole. Cole would not get why he's bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chappie. I was gonna say Cha- I could see Chappie loving it. Yeah. I think Chappie's got like a little kid in him that yeah. would be like Bino's kind of fun. Yeah, I guess it, he can know not to take that. But his he locks fingers. in when he needs. Voight, Voight might. He's not going to be good at it though. <laughs> Voight's taking it away. Too Voight soon. would say this is dumb. Oh, that's <laughs> why are we playing this? Man, I'm crushing beers. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> <laughs> As Nestor goes up six one. Yes. Yeah. So Nestor and I have Nestor and DJ in the final. And DJ. Nestor and Wandy DJ in, in the, the final. mix. Wandy. Gets a red card. What is it? He he would he might get Wandy upset if it card. if it isn't working out for him. Semi-final game, Wandy gets a red card. Yeah, yeah. Alex I think I think I think these guys are like um, Judge and Giancarlo are moving the board a lot. Yeah, just accidentally. Like just just by being there and breathing. Yeah. Just, too just big. Moving, they're getting cards all over. I'm not playing this game. Too naturally big. Yeah, they're done. Think anyone who would be their ref. Um, interesting you, question. I feel like you got to re-sign Gardner just for that. Gardy. I mean, we totally missed Gardy first move of the offseason. Baseball's that back is, on. Yeah. One year, 3.5. Done. 3.5? <laughs> what are we doing? That's, That's a Bino. Simmons money. Final one? Hey, fellas, this is Cam from Massachusetts, a very tough place to be a Yankee fan. Um, skip right to the chase. Yeah, who's going to play short? Who's going to play center? No, none of that. When opening day comes along, who are you guys most looking forward to seeing? Step up to the plate. Uh, huge fan. Love the show. Thanks, guys. Okay, I like this. Okay. I like this because it's, it really is a feeling, and I think there's different emotions on opening day that, like, the season really begins when, like, you see, yes. you know, you. I think it's when you see a, a, a guy do one of their signature things. You know, if, if DJ hit one down the line in his first step, or through the second and first base hole his first at bat, like, you feel something there. Um... So I'm going to go, it's opening day. Hmm. This is tricky. 
answer is very easy. Okay. For me, at least. What do you got? I wonder if you're thinking the same guy, but I think Glaber doesn't have to worry about short anymore. Mm. I, I'm at second base. This is my position. He's going to be a new dad by then. Mm. His wife's seven months pregnant. Okay. He's, he'll just have a calmness to him now. You know, where he's just, I, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, I feel I like, like he, he's going to have that. Come opening day, he has it. This is my, I'm not moving from here. Mm. I don't want to be a home run hitter. I'll take the home runs. I don't want to be a home run hitter. I'll just hit my doubles in the gap. I'll go three for four, mm. do my job, help my team, play my game, labor tours. Like Glaber, first at bat next year, he steps in and he just like shoots one through the right side. Very mm. excited. That's going to be such a good feeling to yes. watch. You, like you, I can already see that being the first. Like oh, that's like that's in the dock. Yep. Yeah, I think. I guess I don't want to say the opposite side of that because mm-hmm. I think everyone's going to be bullish on Glaber this year. I think the other at bat. That people will be most excited to see And will make too many decisions on Is Gallo mm. Oh okay If Joey Gallo comes up And first at bat First game Home or double Something like that I mean Joey Gallo fever Will sweep through the Yankees After months of trade mm-hmm. Actually I was going to say trade rumors There aren't Joey Gallo trade rumors Those are tw- Those are fan Concepts Those aren't rumors like, Yeah the, the the closest thing to like a rumor is just like Yeah we'd listen If somebody A West Coast off, team Made is an offer <laughs> That's West what it is <laughs> Someone east of the Mississippi um, I guess I guess that doesn't feel like the Yankee I don't know Is it just judge Seeing big judgy in the box the, I do get kind That'd of a nice. certain feeling Seeing like Stanton on opening day Giancarlo has left he's a feeling a like since with the way that he ended the season against the Red brother. Sox, he's left like this feeling of like I'm the clutch guy here, like I'm the guy. Like he, I feel like I guess I can see Giancarlo too. People picking Giancarlo. He's had, and he's had a couple opening day like moments, like, like his fir- his very first time. game. He had a two homer game. Yeah, against Toronto. The twenty twenty opening day. He had that first inning homer. He just kind of had opening day stuff. He was God mode in the playoffs. Carlos, another guy that Yankee fans are jaded on. Like, I think pe- people are lighter on him now than they've ever been, and people still like like still. Him. He should arguably be like the most popular Yankee, especially like he. I played, guess not over Judge. I guess not over. It's judge. hard to beat Judge, but it's hard to beat, especially judge. since he like played outfield. A married Judge and is hard to beat too. Maybe maybe Judge is losing some fans because he got married. That's true. She's not married, right? She's she's chilling. She's <laughs> not. She's lifting. Benching him. supermodels. Benching supermodels. Why is he benching supermodels? This guy's always hurt. He's always Back in the gym. All right. Uh... This was a lot of fun. It was. Uh, I know we we don't do the voicemails as much as we used to, but we'll probably bust a couple out during the off season. And you guys, you guys teed it up. No joke. Uh, BBD said there's fifty two. 
I think 50. I came in this morning. There were 52. There's 52 voices. And you guys were on so. such good behavior. None so. came in after 1030 last wow. night, too. Like you guys wow. You guys understood the assignment. So Ooh. I understood the assignment. Uh, thank you, guys. Do we do we still have the uh, the John Boy Media survey thing going? Is that in the bio or anything? Uh, I didn't put that? it in this one. I don't okay. know what the rules are around it. Okay. But so. I'm sure if you find it on one of the other videos, yeah. and click the link and... Thank you, guys. Uh, Thursday, we do have another draft lined up, right? Yeah, it's uploaded onto here, so you might have already. Uh-oh. I think people have already seen what it is. Uh oh. Draft know, coming. Uh, yeah, I guess we can then, if it, if people already see it. It's the best uh, two year or less Yankees, mm-hmm. so they could only be on the Yankees for two seasons or less. Uh, so we did the all timers. Now we're doing the, sh- the... the short timers. Yeah. Talking Yanks has always been a short, short timer show. Um, thank you guys. A lot of fun. Joe's McFly, Pinstripe Strong, JM Gaming, uh, the internet. People find you on there. Yeah, the internet's always the a internet. safe space. <laughs> Not always a safe space. Uh, thanks to Joe's <laughs> McFly. Tweeted him, tell him he's the best. King BBD on it. Uh, thank you guys, and we'll uh, we'll see you Thursday. Uh, tell him, tell him, Grandma. Oh, Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>